Coming up next here on the Brandon's World Podcast, Brandon sits down for the first time on the show a one-on-one exclusive with good friend Serpiente. The duo that goes way back talks all things Browns, including Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, Joe Flacco, plus women's coverage in sports and the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey drama. This episode of the Brandon's World Podcast starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, general ages, welcome back to another episode of the Brains World Podcast. And here today, we have for the first time in a one-on-one interview, my good friend, Sophie Hudson. Sophie, welcome to the Brains World Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Of course, you were on a couple of years ago when we did the whole mental health special. That was, yeah, that way, was a long time ago. That was way back in the day. That was when we just started doing this audio. Now we're on, of course, all audio and video podcasting platforms. So, Sophie, I said, if you guys do not know, we go way back. Uh, we've known each other for over a decade. We used to go to school together. We rode the bus together to school every day. And it would wear I would completely annoy her about all things sports. <laughs> this was the time where the Browns had various coaches, such as Pat Shermer, Mike Penn, Hugh Jackson, a great time for Cleveland. Uh, LeBron came back, ended up winning us a championship, though you were out of school by the time that happened. Um, so, yeah, a lot has changed, obviously. Um, so, listen, uh, this Browns team is fascinating. Oh, yeah. um, I said going into the year that I had them being nine and eight, missing the playoffs by a game. Really? Um, I thought that Deshaun Watson would be better second year in Stefanski's system. I didn't know how great it would be. Uh And then obviously Nick Chubb went down and everybody was screaming, oh my God, they lost Nick Chubb. And I said, time out. You have Deshaun Watson. Running back is the least most valuable position in football. We see teams rotate running backs all the time. You'll be fine. You were calm throughout all that. Yes, I was. You're probably the only person. I was. I have done it. I am the only person in Cleveland. And by the way, this might tick you off, but I was the person saying you should have traded Nick Chubb a year ago where you could still get value out of him. I'm shocked. I love Nick Chubb. I know. But see, the running back position in football has been devalued, and that's the issue. I mean, we're doing well without him. Knock on wood. So, so fast forward to the week 10 game. And I, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game against Baltimore. And in the first half, Deshaun Watson couldn't hit me if I was sitting square in my walk. <laughs> um, and then the second half, he played the best game he played in a Browns uniform with a broken shoulder. Yeah. And so here we are. They could Stefanski and we'll get into Stefanski because he drives me nuts. But you go back and forth, P.J. Walker, D.T.R., P.J. Walker, D.T.R., and then there's the, hey, let's bring in Joe Flacco, who looks like he hasn't been able to play in three years with the Jets. Looks like he could be our parents, yeah. And then Joe Flacco flat out comes out here and is throwing dimes. So, yes. I mean, it's crazy to think about. I never would have thought about it, but, like, when you're watching these games, are you just like, what the hell is happening? Because that's my reaction. I'm like, this team should not be as good as they are right now. 
Well, yeah, especially how many quarterbacks have you gone through? And so with Driscoll this week, because obviously the game against Cincinnati right, right. Is, is non-existent. I mean, I don't know who's even going to watch the game. It means nothing for either side. But right. he's the fifth starting quarterback for the Browns this That's year. That's insane. Most in NFL history for a team to make the playoffs. Yeah, and here we are doing so well. But yeah, I think it's just this season is just so fun. Like I look so much look forward to all these games. This is the most fun Brown season I think I've ever really been a part of. So I'm just having a good time. And I still have just in disbelief at how well we're doing, considering all the injuries and all the changes and stuff like that. So it's funny. I talked about Stefanski a lot. And Stefanski about last year at this time, I was saying, I don't know if he's the right head coach. Um, I think they (laughs) a good offensive coach. And by the way, I think being an offensive coach in today's NFL was important. I think it's a lot better than having a defensive coach, the aggressive mentality, analytics. The listeners and viewers know all about my rant on defensive head coaches in today's (laughs) NFL. But I do think Stefanski sometimes gets too cute for his own good, where he's calling reverse plays and screens and the tight end screens, which annoy the hell out of me because they're every other play. (laughs) But regardless, I'm like, this. he's not a great coach, but he's got to be doing something. This locker room's together, and they're winning 12 games with four quarterbacks. I mean, exactly. I don't know what to think about the guy. I know. Well, I mean, obviously, you know more about football than I do when it comes to, like, plays and stuff. But I think what I like most about Stefanski is just, like, he's he seems very calm, and he like I like his attitude. I think I always watch videos of, like, the, the post-game locker room talks, and I always – Every time I hear him talk, I'm like, I'm getting excited. Like, I'm feeling proud of myself as if I'm a Cleveland Brown. It's it's a lot better than, hey, I got to go watch a tape, as, uh, yeah, as Mr. Jackson would say. But, you know, I have this crazy theory that for whatever reason, and, you know, we'll get into, obviously, they move on from Baker, and I have my whole theory on that as well. They move on from Baker, they bring in Watson. But it's like Stefanski and Watson, they're not quicking. Um, and then Flacco comes yeah. in, and this is the most emotional I've ever seen Stefanski because one of my knocks on him has been sometimes on the sideline, he looks like a robot. I mean, he's just staring in, in that point sheet, yeah, not emotional. I mean, you see him, he's like jogging down the sideline. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so my theory on the whole quarterback situation is when it came to Baker, they made up their mind after the shoulder injury that Baker was not the franchise quarterback going forward. And I defended the move because I said, you're in a division with Joe Burrow, who I love, by the way. I don't care what anybody says. I love Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson as well, who I know a lot of people that don't want to knock on Lamar. I love the way Lamar plays. One of those fascinating quarterbacks, in my opinion, to watch in the whole week. So you're dealing with those two quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, to me, is a very serviceable quarterback. We're seeing what he's doing in Tampa this year. I didn't think he was the guy. Mm-hmm. They go out. They spend all this money on Deshaun Watson, which, by the way, at the time, I'm not. I'm going to admit, I celebrate. I didn't care. I thought it was a big move. I like when teams take big swings. If you're not taking big swings, you're not in the business to win. But from a woman's perspective, because I have tried as so many of my good woman friends, and none of them would be willing to come on this show. Oh, Damn okay. all of you. So I have you here today. So the Deshaun Watson situation, obviously, as a fan, as a Browns fan for me, I can take the off the field, put it aside, and just evaluate him as a football player. 
what's it like as people ask you about you know your thoughts about the whole allegations and if does it change your opinion as a fan um i definitely was hard to root for him at for i mean it still is i think it's just he doesn't seem very personable to me either so i feel like <clears throat> whatever if there were allegations and he like had sentenced to prison or something like that would have been a different story but i mean he did, he did his time he's still not my favorite person um yeah, it was definitely hard to root for him. I wasn't very excited about it. I'm definitely more excited about Joe Flacco. But yeah, I think it, and it also is, like, I understand people being like, get you what's best for the team. But also, yeah, as a woman, it's hard, like, hearing that everyone's rooting for him. And then these are the allegations that he has against yeah, him. Yeah, I know. And I said, like, I don't think he did all the allegations. I don't think all the allegations were true. And I don't think all of them were I agree. People do it for, yeah. Like, it's, it's hard. Like when there's 22 cases, you did something, but I don't think he did all 22. <laughs> they're not all, yeah, they're not all lying, but I promise you some of them are. Yeah. Yes, which, which, which is the issue at hand. Um, but this is going to be a kind of a weird question, but I think it's a question that has to be asked. You know, does winning cure all, though, do you think in the fans' mind? Like, let's say a year from now, Watson's back healthy, the Browns go on, they win the damn suit. Could happen this year, but let's say he wins it next year. Does winning cure all? I don't think so. I think there, I think that I personally look at the person. I mean, you can be a great football player, but if you're an awful person, I'm not going to be on your side still. Like, yeah. thanks for all you did for Cleveland, but we're not going to be friends. I think this town is so starving for a winner. Yeah, um, I might be alone in that opinion. Yeah. yeah. That uh, for some reason, it just feels like, and again, the when they made it, I said, I applauded the move only because I thought they had to do something different. I thought Baker was a serviceable quarterback. And by the way, I said, if you were going to go get a quarterback in the draft, you're starting over. Like the team was not ready to start over. Yeah, yeah. And Watson was really the only quarterback available on the market that you could go get. So from that perspective, I guess that's the only reason why I defended the move because I said you had to do something. Baker and Cleveland, the fifth, just, I don't know. He had four offensive coaches. He had, what, five offensive coordinators. It yeah. just, in a town like Cleveland, and when you're the number one pick and you're in such a sports-starving city, like in Tampa, I'll tell you, I have a cousin that lives down there now. They love the Rays, and they love the Lightning, the hockey team. They don't really care about the football team outside of when Brady was there the last couple of years. Right. It's a lot better environment there than it would be in Cleveland, and I think it's worked out for both sides. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Do, do you think, though, because I hear all these guys, well, the Browns could have just kept Baker. Like, why? I guess I'll, I'll ask you, because, again, I always call myself a Browns observer. I feel like I'm the one person in Cleveland that would tell the truth about the Browns because, as you know, they're not my favorite team. Who, by the way, is currently in a free fall that we will not talk about. We still have a chance to make the Super Bowl. I'm still rooting for a Browns equal. Yes, Super you have Bowl. to root for them. I think that will be the most majestic Super Bowl of my life. But Baker versus Watson, I mean, I'm like, get over it. He's not your quarterback anymore. Why are people so obsessed with this guy? Baker? Yeah. I have never understood the hype. I've even when he was here, I don't know. I just didn't think he was all that great. I I think people just hyped him up more than he should have been. So you know how I feel about Odell Beckham Jr. Me and you have had several conversations. Oh about yes, dating back to that 
catch against the Giants, which I have always thought is the most overrated catch I've ever seen in my life. You've always said that, yes. (laughs) I've said that from day one, and you've heard it from me. I'm not being a hypocrite on that. Mm -hmm. I, the, the minute they got rid of Odell, I think I threw a party. And I think Baker did too. Because we saw it in 2020 when Odell went down that ACL, Baker took off. And then for whatever reason in his head, it was like, I got to get the ball to Odell. I got to get the ball to Odell. And I don't know what happened, but that seemed to be like the end. Excuse me, that Baker Mayfield Browns divorce. Yeah. I also think Odell was just a weird, another guy who personality wise was not my favorite. And yet he's doing good in, in Baltimore. I know, right? and I kind of hate to see it, to be honest. That sounds yeah. mean, but it's not. I Yeah, I hate that he's doing it, well. <laughs> it's, it's funny because well, I know, like, obviously as a Bronson, like, you should hate the Ravens, and I get it. But again, Lamar Jackson, like, I love watching him. Like, I, I like, I, and I may be the only person in the world in Cleveland. I like both Harbaugh's. I know it's a sin to say. I like Joe, yeah. and I love Jim. I think they're just two great football coaches. Yeah, are you a Michigan fan? I am not. I I'm rooting for Harbaugh because I think the scandal's absolute BS. Oh, okay, okay. And that's what I try to tell all, all these Ohio State fans. And my brother's one of them who's screaming, "He should yeah, be suspended! He should be suspended for years!" And I'm like, "Guys, you're upset because you haven't beat him in three years. Like, get yeah. better recruiting, like." Again, I am not a fan of any college football team. I love Ohio State, Michigan. I I love the fact that we're going to the Big Ten SEC two yeah. conferences. I think it's great for this sport. A lot of people are crying, the bowl games are going away. Nobody watches those bowl games anyway. No one watches them. No. Thank no, you. Not that exciting. See, there's so many changes in sports. And and I know, like you said, this may be the one question that, that you don't excuse me, that you don't really know how to answer. But analytics today is just insane. You know, I talk about the time when we talk about Stavansky, the going forward on fourth down, the decision-making, the not to punt, the screens and all that. I like aggressive coaches, and I like aggressive cultures. And I think from what we've seen here, from COVID on, the sports world has changed. And in the NBA, we know it's three-point shooting. It's layups. You don't need a lot of bigs anymore, though that's obviously changing with the international players coming in. Uh, football, it's, again, offensive-minded coaches spread the ball, which is why I feel like Stefanski's scheme is a little bit outdated, yet Flacco's playing perfect with it. I don't know what to do. I know. It's great to watch. So I thought about this. Joe Flacco's 38 years old, right? Isn't that crazy? You can't give him a, a three-year contract all that your franchise player <laughs> going forward. But I do think there's a couple of teams out there, both in the NFC South. One is Atlanta. One is New Orleans. New Orleans is a defensive coach, and they brought in Derek Carr, and I said it wasn't going to work, and I was right on that. Um, Atlanta's got Arthur Smith, who... I know you don't know much about the Falcons, but I drafted B. Sean Robinson in my fantasy team this year, and we all want to pretty much kill Arthur Smith. Um <laughs> was the eighth pick in the NFL draft. I thought he would abuse him, and, you know, Arthur Smith doesn't know what to call plays. He's got five different running backs running the ball. God. <clears throat> but I do think Atlanta, they're ready to win if they have a quarterback. New Orleans, they're ready to win if they get a quarterback. If I'm one of those two teams... Excuse me. And I'm the Browns. I'm digging the call. And I'm saying, hey, 
Could we get a first-round pick for Watson? Maybe multiple first-round picks? This draft class, I know you don't know much about the NFL draft, but you've got guys like Michael Penix, mm-hmm. Bo Nix, a Michigan guy, J.J. McCarthy, who's projected to go in the first round, which would be very yeah. funny if he ended up going to Cleveland. Um, oh, yeah. This is a loaded draft class, so I do wonder at the end of the year, let's say Flacco gets into the AFC Championship and, God forbid, the Super Bowl. I mean, this almost feels like what Nick Foles did with my Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, gosh. I have, like, PTSD from you talking about Nick Foles. Nick I'm Foles. Back to the high school days. Nick when Foles and the Chip Kelly era. And, then Nick and Chip Foles Kelly. Comes. Oh, God, that name Nick. brings me back. Oh, God, Chip Kelly gives me PTSD from that last year in Philly. That was a complete disaster. We were Super Bowl <laughs> contenders and fell off the face of the earth. I remember just putting in my headphones and you're just screaming in the bus seat next to me. And I'm just locking you out. I'm like, Brandon, we've been talking about Chip Kelly for the last hour. I'm done talking about him. Dude, oh my God. That because that <laughs> team was supposed to be so good. And again, yeah. eight, he kept you up at night. Again, eight years ago, who knows? I I feel I'm a much more sophisticated. You are. You very much are. Than I you have know. been. In the last decade, I so when I watch a game now, I mean every time I'm seeing motion, I I am like the game against Pittsburgh earlier this year where the Browns lost. Safety comes on the points the last play. I am literally screaming, "Here comes the safety! Get the check down out!" Watson doesn't see it at all. Game over. I'm glad he's out. So, again, what do you do? What do you do next year? Watson, Flacco? I feel like Watson, I feel like you have to go back to him. You have no choice. You're paying him 250 million or whatever it is. I know. I feel like we we work so hard to get him, but I just think Joe Flacco is so much better right now. Like just like even like pass completion. I'm like, it's just insane the difference watching. I don't know. And I feel like just I could be wrong. Obviously, I'm not at the games, but the chemistry of the team just feels a lot better with Flacco. Like he's coming in and he's saying some great things about he's saying great things about Cleveland and he's like talking about the chemistry in the locker room. And I don't know. I just never heard that from Watson. But again, I go back to the game against Baltimore with a broken shoulder. I thought that was Watson's best game. He played in a Browns uniform. I thought he was starting to turn the corner. Yeah. I thought that was a little weird when everyone, which I, I, I fell for it. I'll admit that when they were like, Oh, he doesn't, he just hurt, got a little hit and he just doesn't want to play anymore. And I was like, that hit wasn't even that bad. That, that's where, and we didn't even get into this about Stefanski. The handling of that, I thought was strange. That's what I thought that Stefanski watching relationship reminded me of Stefanski and Baker. Yeah. When he came out and said, well, you know, Watson, he's probably not going to play. Then he's not going to play. Then he is going to play against Indy. He gets hurt. Then he's not going to play. Then he plays against Arizona when nobody thought he was going to play. And yeah. He, you were playing Clayton, too. It's not like what Kyler Murray and them did to my Philadelphia Eagles on New Year's Eve. Your Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> well, they are my Philadelphia Eagles. And oh, yeah. Kyler Murray ended up beating us, and we didn't get to play Clayton, too, like the Browns did. I'm not salty at all. But... <laughs> I've become an Eagles fan recently. All all because of Jason really? Kelsey, too. Oh. Uh, I would love to know what you think about the Kelsey's. Oh, because of who? I'm sorry. The Kelsey's? Kelsey brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Kelsey, this is probably going to be his last year, sadly. I am sad about that. Jason has been a rock. He's been there since 2012. Um, Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you. You probably have heard about this. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, 
tush push slash brotherly shove. They talk about every broadcast. No. So there's this play that the Eagles NFL <laughs> was apparently trying to ban, um, where basically everybody is behind our quarterback Jalen Hurts. The Wait, running I think I do. I and think I did. They too. push him forward, and it's like for for our play, it's the most unstoppable play like ever in NFL history. Yes, I heard this on the TV the other day, and I was like, "What are they talking about?" The tush push. <laughs> Teams have tried to replicate it, but they can't because they don't have a quarterback that benches six hundred pounds. They don't have the best in football like we do. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts punches six hundred pounds. Yeah, Jalen. So yeah, he's 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 a dog. By the way, that, that was another one where I got wrong. I didn't understand that draft pick at all. I thought Carson Wentz was still our future. What the and hell do I know? We are and went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and that game ripped my heart. Ripped my heart up. I think yeah. I was texting you. We got fucked, and I think that's all I said. <laughs> I could look back at our checks and there are just a lot of you ranting. <laughs> I I I think that's what I said. And I think I just left it at that. That was a devastating. It, it wasn't the fact that we lost. I could hear the loss. It was the way that I'm sorry. I'm still on the year later. That was not effing holding. Yeah. Yeah. That was hard. Like, here's the thing. <clears throat> we get that stop there. You give my quarterback a minute and 31 with the way he's been playing in that game to go down and get a touchdown and win the game. I like my chances. Yeah. But that's not here nor there. Okay. I'll, I want to get into an interesting conversation. Okay. So there's a lot of talk out there about obviously the women's college basketball is not as big as the men's and you know the WNBA is not yeah. as popular as the NBA. As, as a woman, have you like ever do you watch a, a ton of women's college basketball or what about the WNBA or do you not watch any whatsoever? Um honestly no basketball is probably one of my least favorite sports to watch. I mean I'll watch it if it's on but um I don't really watch it that much. But my my boyfriend Matt and I will often talk about the difference in the men's versus women's and the the money coming in and like how women there are just fighting and saying like, Oh, we can do, you know, whatever men do. And we're just as good, but it's just like, people want to watch the men's and that's where the money comes in. So that's why they're not getting funded as much. It's always with the coverage. And I'll be honest, like when, yes. we, when, when we do like our March man, this picture here, I don't do the one. I know nothing about the women's. I can't talk about it. I've never really watched game. I don't even know where to access the damn game. I don't, that's the other thing. Um, why I don't watch it. I don't even know where I would. So like when we talk about March Madness, like, and I know like an, an organization that we're part that we were part of before you challenge, they do now a March Madness beer, brats and brackets. Hey, do they? That's fun. For the men every single year. I've been a part of it, helping it out the last two years. Good where for you. Basically, it's it's an auction that they do, um, and it's where, like, so, like, I will talk about each team. So, they'll put each team in a bracket. So, let's say, for the this sake of this conversation, Kansas and Kentucky, obviously, two of the bigger brands in the sport. Um, mm -hmm. I'll talk about both. They'll bid on it. If they need a little bit more money out of that team, I will add something extra. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like the commentator talking about each team. Piping them up. Love it. That's a good. That's a good spot for you. Yeah, and I, I've told, I told the people that work there at YC. I'm like, dude, I don't watch college basketball during the regular season at all. It's all flat out research at that point because, yeah. I, and, and you've said it like basketball, like, and I know like the Cavs aren't available. We've talked about that. Basketball to me, it's not a dying sport because I do think we have a ton of great international players, mm -hmm. but. 
I just I don't think like the NFL is clear weekend, even over college football. I agree. Football I is dominating the world. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also just so my my boyfriend's the defensive coordinator for Fairview football. Okay. And so I think football is our world. So I didn't know if it was just specific to us or if it was like how everyone else felt. I mean, I know there are some huge Cavs fans out there, and not everyone's a huge Browns fan, but I just feel like everyone I interact with on a daily basis is more of a Browns. Football. No, foot, football, and I mean, you see it, like, I, I don't know, I probably haven't told you this, I've become a big nerd in television ratings, um, and studying okay. the ratings, like, I have said now, my two favorite sports, and I'll put it in air quotes, because it's NFL, and then it's professional wrestling. Um, oh, you've always been a wrestling guy. I've always been a wrestling guy. That's the other thing, Nick Foles, and wrestling, and the, the COVID Kelly. era, the COVID era reignited my love for WWE <laughs> specifically. You know, there's that was a, one I just could not talk to you about. I had no idea what you were saying. There, there's companies called like AEW and New Japan, and like everybody loves it. I'm like a strict WWE guy. Um, yeah, you are. There, there is wrestling on every single day of the week. I don't know if you know that or not. No, there's, I've never it, even thought to watch it. So WWE, there's Monday Night Raw, which I watch every single Monday. Tuesday, there's NXT, which is WWE's developmental brand, which I don't necessarily watch. Wednesday, there's AEW All Elite Wrestling, where my favorite wrestler of all time is not currently residing, though I don't watch it a ton. He's not there every week, and their owner is, for a lack of a better term, not a great one. Okay. Um, so yeah. Thursday night, there's like a minor week, TNA, all that. And then Friday is WWE's other flagship show, which I watch Friday Night SmackDown. Um, so between wrestling and football, I'm like, God, and then there's Cavs games on too. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've watched West and West basketball. Oh, I always say, I now to me, the NFL calendar is all, all year round. Obviously, we have games September through February. But I start watching the NBA about March, maybe April, May, June playoffs. And that's yeah. about it. Right. I just watch the exciting parts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I've said this and people have pushed back on me on this. I think the NBA has turned into a two-month sport. I think it's a playoff sport now. I think there's more talent than ever, but I think it's a seven-game series. It's different than the regular season, right? You get to make yeah. adjustments. Um, I agree with you. The best players in the world are playing. <laughs> LeBron James and the Lakers have struggled for, what, the last four regular seasons, and they're always ended at the end. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, LeBron fires the coach, and completely does his team with the trade. I'm like, we know how this works every year. Yeah. I haven't even heard about him in a while. Like, I, that's how much I'm, like – not on the the basketball like train. Like, so, do you uh, know anything about the in season tournament? I'll ask you about that real quick. No. Okay, so the NBA did this, and I mean dumb, dumb in season tournament. So picture this: it's early November, it's a Friday night, and I, after this, I can send you a picture of what these courts look like. The NBA painted these courts. I mean, they're like neon green all the way down. Like they're they're funky looking courts. Okay. And it's, it's called the in-season tournament. So it's where you play regular season games, but it's for a trophy. Okay. And That's... basically they're they were on Tuesday and Fridays, but so the so if you win your group, each team was in a group. If you win your group, you move on to the second round and Yada yada yada. The winners, each player got like five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's nice. 
but it was meant as like a, hey, the NBA's here, the NFL is stealing Christmas Day from us. We might as well try to get some ratings out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think it worked for that. <laughs> no. Um, I, I still was not like, let's try on basketball on Christmas Day. That was not no. my friend. I, I think every single household, because as you probably know, the Philadelphia Eagles played on Christmas Day. Oh, I um, sure watched. So you know I did. And you probably, you're probably thinking about me when the Giants came back in the third quarter and I was losing my mind. I know. Like, my cousins, they, they're funny. I have cousins that are very much, they're like seven, eight years older than me. They're trolling me the whole game. Of course. But, you know, we ended up surviving. That was my good Christmas present. And then I got an even better one when San Francisco lost to Baltimore because I can't stand San Francisco. Yeah, they, I love when we beat them too. That was nice. If, Seeing the football If there's one thing Eagles and Cowboys fans can agree on, Sophie Hudson, it's that we both hate the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that was a good game to watch for the Browns too. Yes. Um, And obviously Chiefs Raiders. So I guess this leads into our... We started talking about it. We didn't really get to finish it. The cozy conversation. Yes. Did you um, watch the documentary? I have not. I was waiting till after the season. Okay. It's, I liked it a lot. It's 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 kind of my off-season thing to go back. I I, I want to watch the Netflix quarterback series, too. I haven't gotten a chance to watch Ooh, that. I watched the Johnny Manziel one. I watched the Johnny Manziel one. There's another series on there. It's it's called um, it's NFL quarterback. It's Patrick Mahomes, Desmond Ritter, the Falcons, and I think Kirk Cousins. Wait, maybe I should watch that one. I might have. Um, Kelsey so, one But yeah, I mean, this Kelsey thing is insane. Uh yeah. I, I so my cousin, his wife, is a Seattle Seahawks fan. She comes over to Christmas wearing a Kansas City Chiefs Taylor Swift shirt. I knew you were gonna say that. I want to delve into this topic with you. So <laughs> you do not know this part about me, but I have secretly a little bit of a Swifty. Secretly. Man, okay. Secretly. Uh, I I did not get a chance to see the movie. I really wanted to. I did not get a chance. Okay. It, it's a three hour movie. I did not want to sit for three yeah, that's hours. A lot, that's a lot of time dedicated. But I liked, I, you know, I'm a big country fan. I loved when she was. You are a big country fan. Yes. Um. So then she kind of went away for a little bit. I didn't really like her newer-ish music for a little bit. And then, always rooting for the anti-hero, came up <laughs> on my screen one day during an Amazon Prime Thursday night game, I think it was. And I was like, hey, it's Taylor. She's alive. And all of a sudden, she <laughs> gets together with Travis Kelsey, and she's a damn Eagles fan. And I'm pissed off at her because she's dating a cheese player. She is, but, but then her hopefully future brother-in-law on the Eagles, so it's okay. I find it just so fascinating. Uh, I I think I actually I never thought Jason would last longer than Travis, but Travis does not look right. He looks distracted. He looks old. Kansas City looks distracted. I don't know what's yeah. going on. You started doing great this year. I and you know I was I was rooting against them the last game that I watched. If I'm being honest, I just, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see the same Super Bowl again. I mean, I don't think I really want them to make it again. I think I want you to have a turn and they haven't really played as well as it did last year. So I was kind of rooting against them. Oh, uh, well, you know what? And I've said this, Andy Reid, I don't know if you know this, Andy Reid was the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time, yes. uh, 14 seasons. So I always oh. said, God, Andy used to tick me off. His clock management in Philly was so bad. Uh, 
Like, Philly fans love Andy Reid. I don't like him. Andy's done a lot of – the only thing Andy Reid did for us was give us Doug Peterson, which Doug Peterson can have a beer in Philly free for life. Doug Peterson is my guy. I will always love Doug. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm going to have a conflict of interest when the Browns probably play Jacksonville in the first round because I've always said, watching Doug Peterson, he won me my damn first Super Bowl. It's like watching my dad coach. You think and, you think you're gonna not root for the Browns? What do you think no, do? I I 100% am, but that's I'm, good. You I'm gonna to. be like Doug. Like I still you know, love make you. A, make a good call. <laughs> make it a close game. Um, a Browns Eagles Super Bowl. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I've always thought about that with you. You know, I'm rooting for the Eagles, right? Oh, like, it hurts my heart. Me. You know, I'm rooting for the Eagles. Oh, Brandon, it's like you a know. dagger to the heart. You live in Cleveland. I've been an Eagles fan my whole life. You live in Cleveland and been a Browns fan your whole life. What are you talking about? I've been an Eagles fan before I was a Browns fan. The Eagles are the first team I saw on television. Did you know that? No, I don't think I knew that. The I saw the Eagles before I saw the Browns. That's crazy. Your dad let yeah. you do that. <laughs> well, it was by accident. It was like an NFC championship game. I wasn't interested in football before. It was a random playoff game, and he was watching it. And I, I liked the Eagles colors, and I like the way they played. That's how I colors. became that a fan. That was it. You're like, they've got nice colors. And that's it. That's how I became a fan. And as you know, I've worked for the team ever since. Yeah, you sure have. Very hard. So I won't, I am rooting for it. I think it I would think be that'd great. be a good game for you, though. I think you'd probably be happy either way. I mean, obviously, you'd be rooting for the Eagles, but like, if the Browns won, it wouldn't be the end of the world. This is I've been laughing about this because if the Browns won, I would text you all congratulations, and if the Eagles won, nobody would text me. You all be so pissed off. Okay, I would need a few days, and then I might text you. I feel like so. We're not going to lose our friendship over this. I right. need a few days to mourn. So I'm eventually saying. Congrats. I'm glad your dreams came true. Man, that would be fun. I hope that would be fun. <laughs> I hope it happens. That'd be fun if we went. That'd be so fun. Las Vegas. I am I don't know if you know this. I love Las Vegas. I want to move to Vegas. Like Okay, well don't leave me, but I I want to get out of Ohio. I don't blame you. I this winter and the cold and like I'm ready to just I mean, especially you want to visit Billy and seeing how life is on the on the other side of the country. Arizona, so, Vegas, anywhere warm. Yeah. You gotta bring Ryan with you though. Yeah. All right. So anything else? I don't know. Well, how how do you feel about Travis and Taylor? I wanna know. Do you think it's do you think, you think it's too much? I know you said you think he's distracted, but Okay. So when it first happened. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. My favorite okay. part about it was all these scripty men running the TV going, oh, my God, how do you score in football? What is this? Like, <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> I think it's become a little bit overkill. Uh, I yeah, think I, agree. I, was I think as the season has gone on, it's become more of a distraction. I did not think it was at first. Um, but I think as the season has gone on, I mean, they're not the same team. Yeah. They don't have explosiveness. And I think Kelsey is distracted. I I just he's traveling around the world. It's just it's not working. Right. Um, have you heard the joke about when they said that Taylor put him on the map? Yeah, I did. I love that joke. Which, I pulled it on a few people. I mean, it's funny because they started their podcast last year. 
I also really like their podcast. And Jason, which by the way, I have not listened to yet. I'm not a big I've only seen clips of it on, on like TikTok. I haven't actually listened to it. It's it's funny because as much as I host a podcast, I don't listen to many podcasts. Yeah. I'm more of a music person rather than a podcast person. Yeah. I get bored. The there's, there's, there's a couple podcasts I listen to. There's a show I used to watch on Nickelodeon called Ned's Declassified. Great cool show. Guide. Great yeah. show. They have a podcast now. They've done it for a year. I've listened to every episode. Really? I didn't know they had one. It's a great podcast. I will send you the link. You should definitely yeah, please do. The it's, one my boyfriend Matt always listens to is Pat McAfee. It's on full blast at all times. Okay, so I used to love Pat. Really? Okay. Let's and then Pat went to ESPN. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Pat, I used to love him because he was in WWE as a commentator. And I thought that oh, was I didn't best, know that. I thought that was the best gig he has ever had. He worked as a wrestler and a commentator, and he was awesome. I mean, the wrestling community loves McAfee. He brought so much life to the company, especially, by the way, I'm sure you've heard about all the Vince McMahon allegations. Like, WWE is pretty crazy right now. Yeah. Vince Vince McMahon is no longer in charge, by the way. Triple H is, um, who is Vince's son-in-law. He married Vince's daughter. It's it's insane right now. Let's just put it at that. You could yeah. you could go back and listen. You can go on the Brandford YouTube channel with all my wrestling takes. I'll leave it at that. I can't wait. But no, life is crazy. Life is insane. Sophie Hudson, it was good having you on. I yes, appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. The Brands World Podcast. This, this was fun. This was a good conversation. This was fun. Um, before I let you go, do you have any social that you would like to plug? I don't think so. Okay. So this is coming out on the Friday of NFL Wildcard Weekend. So on Tuesday, what do you know, boys and girls, from the voice? Obviously, we will be breaking down all six of the NFL wild card weekends. I am assuming at this time Philadelphia will be going to Tampa, probably on a Monday night. Browns will be at Jacksonville, maybe on a Saturday night, is what I'm thinking based off the schedule, but we will see. Should be lots of fun. As always, we're going to make my best bets, my money line picks for the divisional round next week as well. Sophie Hudson, I'm on a heater this year. I have eight straight winning weeks of best bets. Oh. Yes, I am involved in gambling. I'm sorry. I put five bucks oh, down each week. All right. Try to win. Okay. I think a little bit parlay. I, I love it. It's it's a simple parlay. I know you've seen on my Instagram post every single week. We post Yes, it. I do see them every week. Yeah. There, there's five games I pick every week. We pick the spread. And then I will also on here do all 16 or however many games there are straight money line picks. So we keep track of them all season long. I am 15 games better this year than I was last year at this point. Uh, my best bets last year at this time was only at 45%. This year I'm at 67. So yeah. I am having a good year. Knock on wood as we head into the playoffs. Good, yeah. I'll knock on some wood for you. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Sophie Hudson, for coming on. This has been the Brains World Podcast. As always, we are in collaboration with the one and only Voltage Live. You can also check us out on Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Me and my good buddy, Josh Unger, go one-on-one, embrace sports debate for one hour over there on the Championship Brains YouTube channel. Link is in the description below. Sophie Hudson, it was a blast. Don't be a stranger. Come on. Yes, I would love to do this again. And ladies and gentlemen, peace.